Uh, good morning. We're here in Ivory Coast Studios with Emmy Award-winning PR guru Pam Perry. Today we're going to be talking about what every author should know about book promotion. Every author, well, almost every author in the world, thinks that they've got a bestseller deep inside their belly. They believe that they are headed for Oprah. Now, before you get to Oprah, there's some things that you simply have to know. And we're going to talk with Pam. We're going to say good morning to Pam. Hey, Bob, how are you? Listen, before we begin, listen, Pam, tell us why you got in the PR game to begin with. Well, I believe I was called to do PR, just like a lot of people feel they're called to do books. But really, from the small age of a child, my gift was really promoting what other people were doing. Okay. Um, having their dreams come to fruition and helping people with their dreams is really my passion. How I got into Christian PR is because I was in PR doing other type of PR things, promoting uh, McDonald's or working with car companies, and that's all fine and good, but I really wanted to work with products or ministries that change people's lives, and that's really what my passion was. It's like if I can promote a hamburger um, that basically is just an okay thing, but if I can really promote the gospel, really promote Christian books that change lives, that's what I prefer to do. So I left the media career working in you know, secular media, working mm -hmm. with different ad agencies and says, you know what, let me go and really help ministries and Christian authors promote their things in excellence, just like you would a number one brand, Coca-Cola or McDonald's or any of those things. Wonderful. Listen, um, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure you run into people all the time that say, I want to get out there. I want to, I want to be somebody. I want to be on Oprah. I want to be whatever. I'm sure you get this all the time. Pam, help me get out there. Yes. That, you know. As a matter of fact, at one point in time, I wanted to call. I said, you know, I should change the name of Ministry Marketing Solutions to the Get Out There Agency. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the number one thing that people come to me, I probably get about 20 or 30 emails a week of I've got a book, help me to get out there. I got one this morning that says I've hit a brick wall. I've done, I've done this, 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 and this. How? What else do I need to do? And the number one I say to people that branding takes time. It's a series Absolutely. of events over time. And I look at their branding tools. And if any of those things have a weak link, mm -hmm. then I could tell that there's some issues of why they're hitting a, a brick wall. Sure. If their website isn't the, the most pleasant one, meaning like not the most, you know, aesthetically beautiful, but if it's not easy to navigate right. or you don't have the, um, the tags in them so that Google search engines can find you. Um, I'd look at see if whether they're author photos, something as simple as a corporate ID package. Sure. If that's, if that's even up to par. Now, that, that's, that's actually leading to my first question. And you were, I know you're about to take off. And so <laughs> let me just let me preface this. Now, let's kind of back the whole process up in terms of when I say back it up, really, the, I, guess the, 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 I guess the smallest common denominator. And that is, let, let, tell, tell the audience um, what... Is the most important what is the most important part uh, of a book from a PR standpoint? The plan. They need a plan. Okay. Uh, I actually believe that every book that a person writes, especially a Christian author, that they are really a scribe from God. That God has downloaded something into their heart and they are writing it. But at the same time, while they are being uh, the scribe for God and writing down the information that God gave them, they should also be thinking about the marketing plan or writing simultaneously the marketing plan for that book. And I tell people, if you can turn your people judge books by two things, mm -hmm. the book title 
That's important. They look at the book cover. Mm -hmm. They judge that for about five seconds. And then they flip it over and they give that another nine seconds and they read the back cover copy. If you could look at the book, look at the title, say, hmm, look at the cover and say, hmm, then flip it over and then you write that copy out. Pretty much you have sold that book. Hmm. Because when you really think about it, when you hear the New York Times bestsellers, it's like not necessarily the books that are the best read books. Right. They're the best selling books. Right. So you have to sell it. And you have to know it's a business. Right. What sells the book? It's the title. The book title is important. You have to look at the cover. And you need to know to put a budget together for this marketing plan. So besides the plan, you know you need a budget. A book cover, there's book covers that can cost up to $10,000. Hmm. And you would know that that book pretty much is going to jump off the shelf when you go in the store. Give an example of some secular books that we know that we've bought just on the cover alone because it was a beautiful piece of art. And then that back cover copy is very important along with the author photo. Now, you don't necessarily have to look like Tyra Banks or, Mm -hmm. you know, Billy D. Williams or anything like that. But you do have to have a really good shot of yourself. You know, there's nothing wrong with airbrushing, but people will judge the book by its cover. They will judge how a person looks. So mm-hmm. you want to put your best foot forward. That If that entails for ladies actually getting a makeup artist, um, getting, you know, extra work, a stylist, fine. I help people with that whole process of branding. Right. Now, now, now for those that, uh, and, and I'm sure you've heard this, and, and especially as a, uh, PR person that that specifically uh, is geared toward the Christian author. Uh, what are some of the misnomers about your faith, if you will, and book promotion? Well, it's it's almost. I'm a PR person by trade. I have the skill, have the the schooling. I've worked in it for twenty years, and so an author will come to me with a book who they've never wrote a book before, and mm-hmm. they've actually never marketed anything before, and they've never even written a press release. And I will give them some professional suggestions on their book and say this is what we probably need to do. Industry says that we should do it this way. The misnomer that most Christian authors do when they come to me is that they say, God told me to keep this that way. God mm. will sell it. God will do it. God, will. You know, and that's all fine. God will do it. But man has to buy it. Right. So you're really marketing to man. God, God has set people in, in, in their path to give them the natural knowledge so that it can be the, so God can do the supernatural thing. But if you don't have the natural, he, God can't put a super on it. So that's the number one thing. And the fact that they think that they can do it with no money. Right. Um, you know, if God gives you vision, I always say he will give you provision. So if you can't do the book right now and promote it well, wait and save. Hmm. That's like a that's almost like a wow. I should wait and save. Yeah, just anything you want that you want to do well. If you if you want to buy a car and you want to buy a Mercedes but you don't have enough money for a Volkswagen, then you wait and save for the Mercedes. Sure. But don't take your money that you have and try to buy a Mercedes and you only have money for a Volkswagen because sure. it's not going to work. I think it's interesting that even Jesus when he talked about he talked about really he spoke to those those principles when he talked about uh, what king is there that is about to go to war doesn't count up the cost mm-hmm. if he needs to have a treaty for peace yes. if he can go to war. In other words, Jesus was saying you need to count the cost mm-hmm. or somebody that began to build Mm-hmm. And people would come and laugh um, at them because they were not, not able, able to, to finish. finish. That's true. And people need to know that they need to be able to finish. One of the things that 
with a Christian book, and I always, and, and that's primarily what I do. I, I target the African American Christian market. Is that you're not just representing yourself as an author, but you're also representing Christ. And if you know Jesus, as you as they proclaim they do, He's about excellence. So we should not go fast or or furious and not plan, not have a strategy, and not be excellent because it's a bad witness if it's wrong. You are not going to bring others to Christ if it looks crappy, if it looks bad. Sure. Because people will say, well, you know, I don't want to be a part of your group, part of the, the Jesus group. Look at how your books look. And that's why the world, the worldly things outsell Christian products in right. terms of books and things because the world has gotten the natural information. Right. I think Jesus put it this way. He said the children uh, of darkness, and, and kind of paraphrasing, they use more wisdom mm-hmm. than the children mm-hmm. of light. And I, I think he was speaking to us, like, listen, don't get your head stuck in the cloud. Like, I've, I've got mm-hmm. all this material. You've got to use this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you've got to use your hands. As I, I, I use this analogy. If we didn't have to do it, God wouldn't have given us hands. Exactly. You know, we wouldn't have feet. If, if he was going to do everything, if we just kind of magically sprinkle his Holy Spirit dust, if you will, <laughs> um, on people and, all, and just make everything grow, who wouldn't be doing that? Right. And the best PR advice I always tell people besides getting your plan and, and putting together your budget um, is then really looking at the overall scheme of where your book is. What is your target audience? Right. Knowing your target audience. So the number one thing that people tell me, Bob, when they come to me and they say, well, my book is for everybody. And I said, the only book that is for everybody is the Bible. Mm-hmm. Your book has a target audience, and you need to research the target audience. Know what they're reading, what they're listening to, how they find their information. How do they buy books? If you're, you know your target audience is women 18 to 34 or women 25, 54, how do they make a determination to buy a book? Sure. Know how they do that. What do they listen to? What websites do they frequent? What, what names are they on if they're doing Web 2.0? Just know that audience. Don't say everybody because you can't reach everybody. That's right. Um, talk about the benefits. And, and I know you, you've had some successes with, uh, with uh, many of your clients. But, but talk about the successes of those that have made the exchange, those that have did the work, they did the research, and they, they did, they followed your, your prescriptions, your plan uh, for success. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I've had um, some, some success with, obviously, those that were already branded. You know, I've worked with authors like T.D. Jakes or Fred Price or Bill Winston, but that was pretty much those authors are very... Uh, I would say, easy to get PR for because they were branded before I actually got here. Sure. But, but the challenge or the fun part for me is actually helping people create their brand. You know, so you have a first-time author that doesn't have a brand, but the key to it is that they get to me early enough. It does take time to brand. T.D. Jakes, Fred Price, Bill Winston, they did not come out of left field and just say, oh, I have a book, and they're on. It took a period of, of years for them to brand. So taking someone like um, author Kim Brooks, she, she wrote the book, He's Fine, But Is He Saved? And then she got a book deal, and then she got a two-book deal, and now she has a new book, He's Saved, But Is He For Real? Uh, branding her from the beginning, from from the, the point where she says, hey, Pam, I want to write a book. We got endorsements for her book, that meaning that other people that were in her genre um, reading her manuscript before it's printed. Um, she got really, uh, you know, I would say over the period of time of, her uh, PR campaign her first year, she probably did maybe about 30 interviews, mm-hmm. um, TV, radio, and print hits, and, and that sort of thing. And over the two-year period, she sold about 30,000 books, self-published, 
which is pretty unusual, helping her get a distributor and just really walking through all of the steps. She took the time. Now, she wasn't doing this full time. She worked at it, you know, after her day job. Right. But she did all of the steps necessary, invested the money, went to the book shows, went to the writers' conferences, joined the right groups, um, had the right website, did all of those things, and sold 30,000 books after a couple of years with her self-published, and then got a book deal with um, Harlequin, uh, okay. which is a Kamani Press, a division of Harlequin uh, Romance. Mm. And so now her books are sold everywhere. Yes. You know, it's really hard when you're self-published. And self-published doesn't have the same stigma as it used to, but it does help when you have a publisher because then they're paying you to publish the book instead of you paying out. Right. Tell me, what are, and, and I'm sure there's more than one, but what are some of the common mistakes that uh, first-time authors and authors make in terms of promoting their book? I would say the main mistake that they make is really believing that um, uh, they can do the book and not spend enough time actually preparing for the campaign. So before a campaign is done, and this is what I coach people, what they do is that when you make that plan, build a wish list of the media that you want to hit and really investigate as much as you can before the book is out. Don't wait until the book is really done and then come to me and say, okay, help me get it out there. Now, if the book is already done, I could still help them, but it's really like to the point where you don't necessarily need to have the book out in your hand before you begin to promote it. Mm -hmm. When I work with publishers, we actually work on a book, worked on Bonnie St. John's book, probably about six months before her book came out. She was in Ebony. She was in Essence. She was on 700 Club. She was on... uh, the Harvest Show. She did a lot of things, but we were promoting, we were actually laying the groundwork maybe three or four months before the book came out. Okay. And the more preparation you do, the better. The other thing that I think people do when they they come to me is they don't do really a lot of the the research of their, um, I won't say competitors per se, but what, who are the benchmarks in their field? Right. If they have a book that's on singleness, then they need to know what are the other authors that are writing in that genre. Or if they're Christian fiction, what are the authors? And not and looking at and seeing what they're doing so they can benchmark themselves. Because the worst thing someone could do is they come to me and they say, well, this book, I'm going to promote it like it's never been promoted before. And I'm thinking, like, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix it. Right. Because it's worked for other people, you need to work in that system. Don't go so much out of the box that you're, you're strange. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in your experience, um, what makes for uh, a compelling book that people just have to read? Oh, that's a good one. Well, really, it's, the title is important. The title is important, and it has to speak to them of what that book will do for them. It's a how-to kind of a book. It, it lets you know in the title that Immediately, if I read this, my life is going to change. So it's really the title is important. That's for nonfiction. For fiction, it's really about the the cover. Okay. You know, people buy fiction books because it's quote unquote entertainment. Christian fiction too. It's an entertainment. They're reading it, trying to delve into it. Obviously, good characters, well developed characters are important for Christian fiction. But the important part is that cover, and that's why I said some covers are probably. Um, you know, spend up to $10,000 on a Christian fiction book. With nonfiction, basically their credentials are important and that will come off the shelf. But really it's building the platform. Before the book is even done, 
before you even actually publish the book? Do you have buyers? Do you have readers that are already there that are understanding who you are, what you're about? So building that platform, I coach people how to do that. Wonderful. Uh, talk about the benefits of, and, and we, we've talk, talked about, you talked about, mentioned the fact that you, you have clients that you coach. Um, I want you to spend some time talking about the need for a coach. It's just like uh, for, for, for a team. If anybody wants to be accessible, you have, of course, these days, everybody's talking about life coaching and so forth. But this is a very specific kind of coaching. And I think anybody that is serious about uh, success as an author, especially a first time, it's like, okay, you're going to write it. You've committed to writing it. Since you're going to do this, then why not do it right? Talk about the importance of a coach. A coach is a person that is obviously going to be the person that will give you the inside secrets on how to win how to win the game, mm. how to uh, go to a bookstore, how to approach a bookstore, how to have a successful book signing, how to uh, set up your database so that you can actually get good response from information that you would send out to them. Um, I give you coaching tips on how to prepare your press kit, how to write your pitch letter to the media, what hooks you need to pitch to the media. Mm-hmm. That is probably so important. People want this big media exposure, but they're not giving the media anything that they can, that they that the media will say, wow. You know, they're giving stuff the media just kind of yawns. It's like, oh, whatever. But a coach will say, you know what, with this particular media, this is what you need to pitch. With this media, pitch it this way. And then I give people media contacts. I give them contacts. As they say, well, I really want to get on Tabitha Smiley. Do you know someone? And, you know, I've been doing this 20 years. It's probably not a media contact I don't have access to. Mm. But then I would also say, will your book really fit that show? Because I know them. That, sh- that book doesn't fit that show. You have a book on such and such. It doesn't really fit that show, but it may fit this show. Um, there's certain magazines that I will give them and say, you know what? They, could, they take excerpts. They can write um, you can write this particular magazine publisher. I know them, and they can actually run an excerpt of your or thing. All these things are different branding things that over time, consistently and persistently, is what actually sells the book. It's not one big splash on Oprah, okay. but it's over time. I always tell people, too, if they can, to do a book trailer because I think that's the new hot way. And then Ivory Coast Media, you guys do book trailers. Kim Brooks did a book trailer for her book. Um, he saved, but he's, is he for real? And, and load it up on YouTube or Google Video, and you will be surprised how that sells the book. They need to know what it's about. Besides looking at the cover, reading the back cover copy, they still want to know what it's about. They're not going to sit in the bookstore and read three-quarters of the book before they sure. decide to buy it. So a book trailer um, it's basically like a movie trailer, two or three minutes long. Right. Really, either the author explaining the book, if it's a nonfiction, or if it's a character, uh, characters actually coming to life for a fiction book. Those are really important. And so I give people resources. I give them all my resources. I give them all my contacts that will make their book a bestseller. If there's, If they are committed to the process, committed to putting the time into it, committed to staying organized to stay on top of the information that I download to them it will work you know there's there's so many different authors I think about Belanja Foster you know Mm -hmm. before her book was written um she came to me and said you know this is what I want to do I have a book called for love and money she got the website she's been in uh essence black enterprise hope today precious time she's doing a series uh, she's done TCT. 
She did a couple of book signings. And this, her book has only been out, what, a few months since about, what, May. Yes, she did right some speaking. Um, but it's being committed to the process of knowing what is the fit for her book. And so a coach really says, okay, these are your best skills. This is how we're going to maximize them. And so this is what you provide in terms of your packages and services uh, as a uh, PR coach, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are the types of things, ladies and gentlemen, that, that those of you that are out there that are contemplating uh, being, uh, being an author, perhaps you've already written the book, perhaps you've already done it. Sometimes it's good to step back and really uh, take the information from the pros. See, uh, Pam Perry is certainly someone who has who is in the marketplace with the contacts, and certainly contacts, uh, Pam, you would you, wouldn't you agree, are going to make that uh, make that journey a little smoother, mm-hmm. right? As it, opposed it, to somebody trying to to make it on their own, so to speak, right? Because it actually costs more money when you're making mistakes. Uh, and so I want to help them avoid making those costly mistakes when they don't have to. They can, if they're going to spend the money invested in going forward with the book, not making a mistake and learning from it. That's an interesting point about people. People are trying to save money, you know, and they believe that if they just keep doing what they're doing, that that, that somehow that success is is going to come out of it. But I think, as you said in the very uh, in the beginning, is that plan is so essential that it's like mapping a trip mm-hmm. out of town. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody just starts driving on any expressway. Mm-hmm. You know, you put you got to know where this is. It's right. like somebody saying, you know, my book is for everybody. You know, you need to know that your book is not uh, for everybody. Um, talk a little bit more about uh, the services that that you offer and and how people and how it's going. How it, uh, I know you've talked about it before, but I think it, it bears repeating. Uh, how your particular brand of coaching is going to benefit them. Because obviously you've got some advantages that that some other coaches do not. Yeah, well, primarily my niche is the African-American Christian market. So if you want to target that market, that is my niche. But primarily, I don't know of too many coaches that give up all of their resources and contacts to them so that they can actually make their book successful because I really do believe that it's about ministry. So I really want them to succeed. I have about five different packages, some ranging from um, a basic uh, $200 package all the way down to 1000 um, And then I have paper placement, which is another uh, service that we offer. And basically paper placement is when after they have been coached, now they want media placement in, say, a higher level because I don't think you could really, uh, unless you really know the industry, I don't really believe that you could go out to those major outlets, media outlets, and not make a mistake. So paper placement is if if I place you on television or radio or you know do a blog tour for you or a virtual book tour, that's a cost of paying for them placement. But after the coaching packages and the programs that, that I give them, then they're ready. Then they're media ready, okay. and they can go confidently forward with the best kit, with the best hook, with the best, uh, you know, all of their dazzling materials that really wow media and say, yeah, this is a person I want. Okay. In reality, let's, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Kim Brooks, for example, and talking about the, talk about the contacts that you have, the inroads that you had already established, and she's one that has followed your system. She's one that obviously now she has to deal with, uh, you think you mentioned Harlequin mm-hmm. or whatever. Talk about what that would have looked like had she not had those inroads that you were able to provide. Well, a lot of it, it just would have been took, taking her a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You know, probably she could have done it by maybe going on Google or something like that and sure. finding that. But a lot of it is relationship built. And so 
just with endorsement that she got. She got uh, Victoria Christopher Murray, Jacqueline Thomas, all of the key African-American Christian fiction authors giving her um, endorsement. No one knew who Kid Brooks was, but they knew these other authors. Exactly. And, the, and the readers that, uh, that read Stephanie Perry Moore, Jacqueline Thomas, Victoria Christopher Murray, Dr. Gail Hayes, the readers that loved her also ended up saying, I like him too. And that only came from relationships because I knew those other authors and I asked them to read her manuscript. Not everybody can get, you know, T.D. Jakes to read their manuscript and give them an endorsement. Sure. But if you know someone, like with Ken Brown, I think we got George Frazier, we got Les Brown, we got Tabitha Smiley, we got, um, uh, I don't, oh my God, Andrea Hall. We got so many different endorsements, right. um, Jerome Edmondson, based on relationships that we had that we got for Ken's because his book was similar in a lot of ways into what he had. And so that's really important. If you don't have the inroads, it'll take you a lot longer or you just like the person that wrote me today, you hit a brick wall. Right. You hit a brick wall. Exactly. I I will say this, that that even though I'm I'm myself not an author and I know you've encouraged me to write books and things of that nature, but I will say that that your contacts have certainly benefited Ivory Coast in a tremendous way, in in ways that... uh, that I, I can't even begin to measure because of your relationships with other people. Um, I have not even had to open a portfolio because <laughs> simply of, of the relationship that you have because your word has value. And, and this is what I want people to understand is that relationship is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you put the work in and so forth, but at the end of the day, uh, we've got to have a forerunner. We've got to have somebody preparing the way for us. And I, and I know that uh, I've seen Pam's work and I've, I've admired it over the, over the years and her persistence and her dogged determination. Uh, I can't think of anybody better to have on your uh, marketing planning team than Pam Perry. Uh, Pam, I've got a couple more questions, then we're going to wrap it up. Listen, what advice do you have for brand new authors, people that are beginning the process of writing the book? And I know you've probably said some of this before, but some advice for new authors. I would say one of the main things is to talk to other authors. Talk to other authors. That is really, really key. Give a, uh, a call. Go to book signings. I always tell them to go to other book signings and talk to authors. Don't not while they're busy, but afterwards, if there's a lull in between them signing the books, just kind of talk to them and ask them about the process. Um, I always say have a really good bio ready. Mm-hmm. Have a really good bio ready, um, well written. Don't start it. Don't start out. I was born on nineteen whatever. You know, just a really good bio. <laughs> really I've good. Seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you know, and you know, they they accepted Jesus Christ at the age of four. You know. That is not a good bio. Make it interesting. You will be surprised how, even before your book is done, how you can even get a media interview based on a really good bio. And we did that for Ken because a lot of times you're a speaker too. So I would say not be afraid to speak. Speak anywhere. Ken Brooks spoke at schools, career days, um, little small church groups. And then eventually she's speaking at book conferences and she's teaching and she's speaking at, she's spoke at uh, Faith Christian Center in Atlanta at their singles event. So start speaking. Um, have a really good bio photo. Bio and photo, that is so key. And actually, the press kit. I do a whole series. I have another CD on press kits, on how to put together press kits. Because it's a, it's a science and art to it. But you don't necessarily need to have it written, written, but at least have it on your website. We call it EPK, Electronic Press Kit. Sure. So actually getting a good press kit together, which includes author interview questions, which includes the bio, 
which includes the stats of the book, the ISBN number. Uh, it includes the distribution of the book. The press kit includes um, your marketing plan as well because bookstores want to know how you're going to market the book. Before a bookstore takes a chance on actually ordering their book, they want to know if you are actually putting any muscle behind it. Sure. So all of that is included in the press kit. There's a tip sheet. There are so many pieces that you can add to it, a fact sheet, depending on what, you know, each press kit is its own little its own little life to it. But really putting together the press kit is, is an art in itself. Sure. Who is the the ideal uh, person? Now, I don't mean ideal person, but what is, who is the author? What's the type of makeup of a person that is truly going to benefit the most from your services than the packages that you offer? I say someone who's willing to put in the work and the time. Someone who says, okay, Pam, you're going to give me a list of recommended reading books. I'm going to read at least half of these or at least buy them and scan them. A person that um, actually will be open and not so a person that thinks they know more than me about how to market the book. Because obviously if they did, then they wouldn't be listening to this CD. Uh, No, but really a person that says, okay, if it's worked before, then I'm going to try it. Don't have a thing, if you're in a particular business, say if you're in real estate or whatever, it's like, well, you know, in real estate business, we do it this way. Well, the book industry is different, and the Christian book industry is different, and then the African-American Christian book industry is different. And so those are just niches that I know that over a period of time, Ministry Marketing Solutions has been around since 2000, that I know would work. And so if you follow the plan, A, B, and C, and in haste, a lot of things that I may tell a person the first couple of weeks or so, they need to get those things done. And if they get those things done, we can move on to other things because there's there's so much that they can do, but they can't hem and haw. So a person that says, okay, I'm going to be committed to it. This is, this is, what I, this is where I want my book to go. Help me get there. And so we kind of go from A to Z on, on all the steps. Okay. And, and finally, who is not going to benefit from your services? I would say the person that just has a, a mindset of like, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how my book is going. I don't really want to do that much work. You know, if I sell a couple of hundred copies, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, and it's right. like, you know, well, you know, they, then they're fine. And sometimes it's frustrating for me because I'm thinking that they want to do more. They want to get into the ebony or they want to get into jet. And they're just like, no, I'm just really happy to sell it at my class and family reunion. And I'm like, OK, well, that, that's good. That That's fine. I'm not the person for you. So if you're just happy with where you are, then I'm probably not the person for you. If you want to go and do more and expand more and learn more, then I can help you get there. Absolutely. Um, Without question, anyone that wants to experience true success, not as they call moral victories and so forth. I sold some at the family reunion or I gave them there. Some of them become coasters. (laughs) That there's going to be an exchange, uh, an investment, and that I believe is important for people to view. If you're going, this is it's to me. If you spend the time to write a book, that means you have something that you want people to know. And so this is why it's important to have uh, Pam Perry on your side to help you make it through the fog of book PR promotion. Pam, uh, if you would have some final thoughts as we prepare to uh, wrap this up. The, the one thing I want people to know is that they can, um, um, you know, go to the website, you know, ministrymarketingsolutions.com, but really go through all of the site. 
on Ministry Marketing Solutions. I give away so much free information on the website. Um, go to the American Christian Writers link. Go to all of those links. And I would say get the materials on the site. I always say the Bible of this industry, if you're a Christian writer, is a Christian writer's market guide. I sell it on my site. I've been selling it for years. And it is everything you need to know and more. It has all the writers conferences. It has all the publishers, all the agents, all the publicists in the industry, all the websites, things that make you better. The craft, the craft of Christian writing is you would would be better if you had this book. So that I always tell people to get that book. And then because they are a Christian writer, not be afraid to promote. That's the other thing I have people that say, you know, well, I don't really want to promote. I don't want to do self-promotion. Don't think of it as self-promotion. Think of it as marketing the message. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been in studio with PR book promotion guru Pam Perry, Emmy Award winning, I might add. Take that for your supper and your dessert. Listen, thank you so much for listening. And once again, to contact Pam Perry to avail yourself of her services, visit www.ministrymarketingsolutions.com. And as she said, be sure to look at the entire site because a lot of stuff she's just giving away. But listen, if you really want to be successful in your endeavors as a writer, and I say this with all sincerity, as with any endeavor in life, it is going to require persistence, commitment, and dedication. And having Pam as your coach is going to make a huge difference. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pam.